Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a very special guest, returning guest. This will be our 15th show. His name is Sean McCann. Last name is spelled S-M-C-C-A-N-N. And he operates the Wake the Dead podcast. So I'll put a link to his podcast. Check it out. It's had a lot of great guests. Some people I've talked to as well. Just talked to Hans Uter. And he was. we were talking about Julie in the pre-show. We were talking a lot in the pre-show. I should have just hit the live button. Because some of these <laughs> pre-show conversations are pretty interesting. And post-shows, really. But um, our last show, we did Don't Worry, Darling. That was interesting. And very well received. People were interested in that. But I had yeah. seen that Sean had done a sh- uh, an interview on a show, a movie I wanted to watch, which was Get Out by Jordan Peele. Written and directed by Jordan Peele. Back in 2017. But for some reason, I just missed it. I was too busy and didn't really look into it as I should have. But I invited him back to talk about that. We've done a lot of other movie analysis, Eyes Wide Shut, Rosemary's Baby. Um, We did one on White Noise, two-parter. We've done stuff on Alfred Kinsey and Ninth Gate 2. Remember Ninth Gate 2. So you can go back and check those out in my uh, archives. But Sean McCann, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to be here with you, William. Awesome. Likewise, it's always great to have you. So for people who may not have heard our earlier shows, maybe you could just do a little overview of what you've been working on, what's going on with Wake the Dead podcast, and then what sparked your interest in Get Out and Nope by Jordan Peele. Well, uh, Wake the Dead, um, I've been I've been looking at movies. Uh, I try not to be the movie guy, but I'm a photographer and I like to look at it all these, you know, I mean, I just love the images and it just, it's just part of my life. And I don't know. So I, I do it and I, and I keep looking and I keep, you know, and some of them are really, they really um, <clears throat> have an important message. And a lot of times people don't see it, you know, um, like, like my eyes wide shut breakdown. Like I, like it's a total, nobody else has seen that. And I'm like, I, I feel yeah all alone it's amazing yeah it's amazing your breakdown is the best i've seen i've seen a lot of them and some are online and some people have done stuff but yours to me is without doubt it's not there's no parallel it's the best awesome that's (laughs) thank you uh so yeah like if anybody wants to see that i did a a presentation a couple years ago called occult kubrick and the butterfly net and you can find that presentation on Odyssey and BitChute and Rumble. I didn't put it on YouTube because I was playing the video as I was talking about it, and YouTube gets mad about that, so I didn't even post it. But um, so yeah, there's a lot of movies that have ideas that are very uh, important for our understanding of the human existence. You know, uh, artists like a, you know, there's good art everywhere. And film is a wonderful venue for uh, expressing uh, very deep ideas that um, that a lot of people just they see the the esoteric or the exoteric of the film and they don't understand the deeper levels. And so um, I think Jordan Peele is one of the good guys. <laughs> uh, we've been doing like a lot of pretty like you know. Don't worry, darling. Was pretty bad. Like, uh, and then white noise was like evil. You know, yeah, really evil. Yeah. yeah, and so like this movie, I think is the is a positive. And uh, his other movie, Nope, which we're gonna get at uh, get into. He also did Us and um, 
not really going to talk about us too much because I think Get Out and Nope are like two sides of the same coin. Uh, it's kind of expressing the same idea. Like with Get Out, Jordan Peele uh, was describing the reality of mind control, like um, hypnosis and mind control. And in and I, I guess he was kind of looking at the difference between a house slave and the field slave, right? And if you look at the the family that has the uh, the African American help that work on the yard and they work in the house, like those are modern day house slaves, and Jordan uh, depicts them as total mind control like trauma-based mind control like sra like satanic ritual abuse and funny enough like i I speak to people that are um, victims of sra and when they are talking and they're just on a roll and they're saying something they'll say the term the sunken place wow interesting they use that because it's so well depicted in this film and uh if people don't know the sunken place is when when the main character is put under hypnosis and his consciousness is pulled away from the from the levers of his body i guess you know so like uh his consciousness is sucked down into this black space where he is disconnected from uh from his eyes what he sees like basically it's as if what he's seeing is a uh, projection screen like a movie screen and he falls away from it into this black abyss where he has no power he can't control anything and his body is uh he is not in control of his body anymore and that is very similar to what sra victims uh, experience when they have switches of altars, the other altar takes control and like the main, uh, consciousness sits back, like in the back seat while someone else is in the front commanding the body. So this is, um, this, this film has created this term <laughs> that is so, uh, that, that SRA victims look at and they're like, oh yeah that's that that's it like this is what it's like it's the sunken place so people that want to know about trauma-based mind control or total hypnosis or whatever they should watch this movie it's a very good uh depiction of that right right they talk about him so he goes to visit his what you think at the beginning is his girlfriend taking him to visit the parents right and one of the parents the mother forgot the name of the actress but she is a psychotherapist right and right. so it starts right from there it's pretty remarkable like she's trying to get trigger words and whatever right yes so she is a dark occult magician she uh she works with hypnosis to uh change people's minds uh change people's behaviors and uh so she under the uh under the auspice of cha- like making him quit smoking right 
she sits him down and puts him into a trance. And then the next day, he doesn't want a cigarette. And he's like, oh, he feels like his mind was invaded. And But he's like, it's okay. Uh, he, he, like, allows it, you know, because he's trying to be nice. It's his right. girlfriend's mom. And he doesn't know that he should be scared. Right. <laughs> but there's be many, terrified. Yeah. yeah, there are there are many clues on the way. Uh, so, like, the um, the family that the the girlfriend's family is generational uh, generational uh, uh, dark occult. Uh, they're they're members of a secret society, and they use hypnosis to to control people they basically uh spoiler they steal the body of a victim and then implant their consciousness into that body so it in that sense they are it's kind of like old slavery where they would steal the body completely and then make the slave do what they want uh it's another expression of total domination uh and that's like what the dark occult does right that's what the government does to us it's what like you know it's but it's also kind of like the subtext of this whole thing is all racial american racial themes right right so they're like the, that's the classic kind of motif is that right the blacks were brought in just for their body right put get to work yeah blah, blah, you know that kind of right thing. like they were bred for um for their bodies you know they were they were raped and bred for their uh for their bodies you know they from so this bet, situation is kind of like the modern up yes you know the modern iteration of that kind of yes hard super hardcore racism yeah and uh jordan depicts the family as obama voters democrats you know i love tiger woods right there's all kinds yeah. of little phrases there like right. oh yeah well, i'm on with black people now right. the pendulum has swung back black is now right. in fashion right. so you're all then, acceptable here However, we got some plans for you, right? <laughs> right, right. But I mean, that just shows how much they are focused on the race and how, like, they they're still completely racist. You know, it's not yeah. like they're not racist. It's just the new racism. You know, um, and where like I, I think that's that's important. I think it's important to look at this film as somebody who's African American seeing this, like what they would see, because like right. they might the non-african-american may not pick up on certain terms that are really overt to black right. people like they say attaboy so they use <laughs> the word boy and right. do they know i'm black you know all this stuff yeah. you're gonna be my first black as she lies to him right like all <laughs> yeah. this stuff. she's so evil oh my god and there's black but mold right there's all kinds of like little subtle the, kind of racial um indicators he, yeah, so like on the way there they hit a deer and then uh chris the main character like goes to the deer and really checks it out and there's this moment where him and the deer like are like the they really the the camera lets it soak in and then later um there there's like deer heads on the wall at this lodge where the the dark occultists are and in the in the days of slavery a unwilling slave 
what is called a buck because he's not broken like uh like the way they break a horse which we might talk about in a little bit with nope because horses are related to that and the breeding the way that the rich breed the horses is the same as the way that the rich used to breed uh the slaves and and it well anyway we'll get to nope in a minute but like then they're like the deers there's all kinds of things the deers are symbolisms or yes. symbolize something because they're like they're rats they're destroying the ecosystem oh it's really like, like yeah there's oh, like I something didn't remember like that, that part. so that well, was really right at the beginning that was what the dad says Oh. So it's also this kind of like, what the deer? Like, I mean, who really hates deer, honestly? Right. But and so like the, so a deer is a wild, like still wild, unbroken. And that's like, and then in the end, he takes like our main character, uses the deer head to stab and kill the main doctor guy that wants to steal his consciousness. He takes the wild, the, the representation of his wild, uh, right. Like, so he's unbroken. His, right? his he's, own individual yeah. will is unbroken. And he's like, right. F you buddy. So he's and, not the buck broken or whatever. Right. Wasn't there some kind of homosexual thing about buck yeah, breaking? That buck was breaking. Too, right? yeah. yeah. That's because, um, like, uh, the, with their culture with african americans their the in the time the culture like um to be a strong man you know is important and if if you're the strongest man of the slaves and you know you uh they look up to you and you uh buck against the authority of the slave owners then they beat you and rape you in front of everybody like gay rape, uh, bloody, gross, and just to prove to everybody else, you better stay in line because, you know, this guy is the biggest and toughest of you, and we can just do this to him. So, you better not. Yeah, there was really gnarly, like psychological things back in yes. the slave time. There were like these lynch laws and lynch rules, and um, for people who just don't know, like, and the plantations, they would literally hire guys to do that. To do but, that breaking, like yeah. really horrible stuff, like just uh, un yeah. un un really unbelievable, like right, unbelievable they, the, cruelty and savagery. Yeah, there's people that still do that today, but they do it to the SRA children. <laughs> like, I mean, I've heard stories from people that I know personally. So, I, I mean, I the, yeah. like the the breaking of the will of a person is necessary for, like, and with the SRA when they do that, it causes a split in the child. But with an adult, it doesn't. It just it doesn't cause a split because they have a personality is so concrete at that point. But when you're a child, it's like uh, you're still forming your personality, so that the splitting happens easier. That's why they do it to children. Um, so anyway, uh, so he's he's a like uh, a, a, a creative, successful, intelligent man this Chris gentleman and right. uh, he's a photographer of an established good photographer who has good work hanging on his walls. Um, he gets like, he hangs his work in the galleries and uh, he pays his bills with photography. Like I look up to that guy. I'm like, wow, I wish. <laughs> you know? yeah, and, yeah. Um, and then, and if you look at Nope also, it's a love affair with photography. Like the whole movie is about photography. It's really good. Oh, 
And also stars the same guy, right? Yes. Uh, uh, Kalula. I forget mm-hmm. how to say his name, but um, and interesting, the uh, the one of the characters who helps destroy the monster in Nope is named Antlers. <laughs> and Antlers oh, are God. what Chris uses to kill the Dark Occult. God, you know, right. it's pretty interesting. And the guy's last name is Holst. And Holst is a conductor, like a, a musician that wrote The Planets, which is like an orchestra about the planets and we we'll get into that with no points. okay um so yeah so okay so get out is we get like a close-up view of the intergenerational psychopath uh dark occultists we get to see them close up like they we see the pictures on the wall and like oh yeah right. grandpa was in was german and he was he lost to jesse owens dad was beat by jesse owens right so that's also like kind of like you can see maybe like a jealousy almost got over it yeah jealousy right and it even and it and it's passed on to the kids have that same feeling towards uh blacks you know and it it just so it's perpetuated like the the will of the grandfather is is continued in the children uh so like it's the intergenerational just like the the powerful families of today who were obama voters you know um and do dark occult uh so like we get so with this one get out we get a real close-up look and we see how they operate and we see how um you know they're uh you know normal looking people oh they're just right you know, normal fuddy duddies and you know they show up there's a the son car. there's like the brother the annoying brother right right uh, and that that brother is works. uh i'm sorry no, uh the brother is like a pure psychopath like we see that in the conversation at the dinner table when uh the brother is like asking him about oh have you ever done wrestling or whatever and um talking about physical attributes of a black person and how oh with your genes and shit so like um genetics and breeding is very important to them uh they see flesh as uh, as an object to own like a prize like a like a horse and um and we like we get a glimpse of from the brother very early on that this family is evil psychopaths you know if they can raise a kid like that then you know and so that and others like the people watching the movie are you know a a lot of them a lot of us are uh you know have different color skin and stuff and so we can relate to these awkward moments of like families you know that jordan is really uh he's a really good artist in that way where he can fold in all these awkward uncomfortable like moments that people have with like oh i'm not racist my friends are black you know like uh, you know how the people get yeah they have a standard uh, line whatever it is yeah i've got black yeah. friends i yeah. got black friends <laughs> right. uh, i love obama right um yeah. earth wind and fire is my favorite band i, don't know, like <laughs> yeah, I love right. beyonce <laughs> oh yeah well that would be proving that you're into like uh the dark cult but uh anyway so like um the so the um with get out we get a close-up look 
And then with Nope, it's more of an abstract pulled back view. And I didn't really understand that until like in the very beginning of Nope, there's a scene of like black, just like this black square of the screen. Well, it's, you know, rectangular with the 16 by nine, but I mean, it's black and it's zooming in on this square and on the square is like a projection of, um, of a black man riding a horse. And that is right. the very first film motion picture. And it's by um, what Moybridge? Alistair Haywood or something like that? I forgot. Hey, oh, Haywood is the name of the, the character, the fictional character. Like, so like they don't know, nobody knows who was the man on the horse. But Jordan Peele um, invented a name for him. And created, a, you know, a family a history or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but really, that is that's like, again, that's photography, and it's like, a, um, that's the very first motion picture, you know, and it's, but when I'm seeing it, it's like a, it was like a black square inside more black, and I first saw it, I'm like, that's the tesseract, and I was like. Wow. This might be this might be really weird, you know, talking to my wife and um, like we, you know, and the cinematography is amazing. It's probably one of the most beautiful films. It's just holy crap. The way that they lit the nighttime, they made it look like real moonlight. Like it's just beautiful. And um, so and again, like with the photography, the last the, at the very end. There's like this color eight by ten Polaroid, which it's like you put in a, a coin and you get this Polaroid from the right. from this well photo uh, photography device. But uh, basically, like a pol color eight by ten Polaroid would be like eighty to a hundred bucks for just the one sheet. You know, it's right. like so expensive for especially eight by ten to be put in like uh, like an eight by ten camera is like they don't have those i guess they got like one at mass art and it's like built in the wall like they don't <laughs> so like four by five is pretty much as big as a negative gets and standard you know but in in the old days you could get and if you get like wet plate you can make huge whatever but the anyway so like it shows his it shows jordan peele's love for photography and um and then this guy, Chris here is also a photographer. Um, I just, so I felt like this because I'm a photographer. I felt like I'm more like I can, I relate to these things. Right. You, know? right. you see um, how they're composing the frames and stuff like that. Yes. Yes, exactly. And, um, so, so this, I see the Tesseract. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just, you know, whatever. And the movie goes on and we see that, um, it turns out it's like in the beginning, they're like, Oh, it's a spaceship. What is it? Maybe it's a spaceship. And, uh, and it, then Chris realizes that it is an animal. It, and it's hunting. And he recognizes that this thing that they're fighting, that's eating his horses is a, uh, it's uh, 
basically it's, it's it is a monster that it's a monster right it works like animals do and so he has been raised like to to train horses and to break horses and we see in the beginning his father is like making a horse lay down which is very hard to do like uh and so like it shows like his family he's generational family that has been breaking horses you know uh they do it in a good way you know they you love the horse you know uh but anyway uh so um this he recognizes how animals think and how predators work and how like basically uh and holst antlers holst who is a uh genius director um all he's like another special cinematographer right yes so there's another theme of like the more the photography right photography, right? right and this antlers holst guy he uh when you see him in his in his studio all he's doing is like editing films of predators eating prey and then you see wow. the on the screen is like an a, a reptile eye like looking at him you know, and so he's his focus is fully on the predator prey relationship. And uh, he's consumed by this idea of the predators. And uh, if we under if we think about it, the people who are the dark occult of the last movie are the predators that are preying on us as a species so we are a kept species that that the dark occult feeds upon and uh like they if you look at it that's like awareness and consciousness and then it consumes you and destroys you um so this uh antlers holst is consumed already by the idea of the predator and the prey and he's trying to understand this phenomenon like he's trying to like that's his whole uh his whole career basically is to look at this and then uh this is the ultimate prey or the ultimate predator and so uh he's there working with them to try to capture it on film and again they have to use old cameras they can't use digital like it's really a uh, great <laughs> the way that they uh you know right, they had to like film. hand crank it right yes yes and um that you know because like if you think about it like the way that the the modern technology is it is like under the control of the dark cult like they can come and commandeer your computer they can like you know shut it down yeah. they can have your access to internet they happens all the time right <laughs> they're taking so, people's computer the fbi is doing it all the time yeah. right and like um and so it's kind of like their domain you know what i mean and uh if we want to fight this dark occult we have to go back from not to not technology because the technology is the trap that they keep us in like where we're helpless and they can just feed on us so like the technocracy that's coming is like you know we have to go back to the old technology to help like i mean the hand crank type stuff in order to right. live our life if we want to do it free from this dark occult uh ruling class they are the predator class and this is the uh the people in this the the family uh 
OJ and Emerald, the brother and sister there, they they represent all of humanity. Like this is, it's not just the slave owners owning the black people. Now it's the predator class feeding on all of us. And OJ has to go, has to use his knowledge of predators and his understanding of the nature of of animals because that's how they think they don't think with a higher brain they think they operate on like reptile brain you know and so his understanding of uh nature and of wild animals and predators gives him the upper hand so that he and his sister can um can defeat this monster and the way that they defeat it is very occult and the face of it confirmed to me that it is the Tesseract. And oh, wow. the, the Tesseract is, is like the biggest satanic symbol. It represents right. the eternal prison of mind control domination. Right. We've uh, talked about that in Eyes Wide Shut and Rosemary's Baby. It's like literally very prevalent in both films, yeah. Yes. And so um, if you, I don't know if I can, maybe I can find, uh, maybe I can share the screen. What would it be? The face of the The face of the creature here. I can pull up the movie and I can just uh, slide the, the screen. But so like the face, the Tesseract is a four dimensional cube. So it's like a lot, like a one dimension is a point, two dimensions is a line, three dimensions is a plane. Uh, no, wait, let's see. No, one dimension is point, two dimension is uh, like uh, it goes from point to line to plane to cube as you extrude it out into these dimensions. And then when you take the cube to extrude that out. Uh, it becomes a tesseract, which is also called the hypercube. And this is a huge symbol for the dark occult, uh, Satanism. And uh, here, let's see. So it. Um, you can either share it or you can bring it up or you can email it to me, whatever you want to do. Okay. I'm going to try to share it. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I used to have photos of it. I couldn't find them on my computer, but. Uh, Um, I think, do you have to add it? Here, I put it. Um, I just put the film, and then we can scroll through and find the, the ending. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to the end here, and we're going to take a look at the face. Because this thing, uh, it is a Tesseract, dude. You can't, like, so we think it's, There's a smiley face, too. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, smiley fade. Yeah, it's always yellow too, right? Why don't Why didn't they put like a that's right. red or a blue one? It's always yellow. I think it. I think I that know. might have to do with heraldry, like um, like when you make a flag. Uh, you like the field make it means something to have hmm. the color of the field that the flag, uh, the images are portrayed upon. Uh. Man, let me see if I can find. 
because he's looking at it. Okay, here, right here. One second, I got it. Okay, here. Now this it's is like a box. Yeah, this a box thing. There. Yes, the box. Right. So, like, we all know about the the black cube. The you know, uh, what the you know, like Saturn, the black cube. Uh, that whole idea of the dark cult. So, like, this thing <clears throat> is confronting the main character, and <clears throat> it opens up, it unfolds, and it shows its face to him. And it extrudes out from the center. So, like, the way the Tesseract is, is depicted is the inner cube is always extruding to the outer cube and then the inner cube extrudes out again and it's like a it's a cycle that goes forever the inner cube expands out and then there's another inner cube and it and it goes on like that so that's what is being depicted the face of this thing it's it shows the cube and then it's a big square and from the center another square comes out and then that's the square and then from the center another one and it's continuous here. This moment I was going to hold that is the test track. See it again. There. See the cube? Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So that right there is a depiction of the cube extruding out like the, it is satanism that is the the logo of satanism the logo. so that's what they're <laughs> implying is this yes. creature is the representation of like everything that's like evil in the world or whatever right you know, well it, like the like dark cult predator class of right. uh you know that is feeding on humanity right and there's right. that one scene for people who haven't seen it where the thing goes over like a rodeo and just sucks everybody right inside and chows on them and spits them out down. Yeah. It just, um, and like, that's another whole thing about, um, jupe. Uh, and the, the fact that his name is jupe is huge because who like what, like the name is important. And, uh, so, if you if if you're relating this this evil monster to the black cube of saturn then it makes total sense that the uh jupe it's named jupiter's claim or whatever this like oh right yeah jupiter's claim there's, there's a lot of like planet names in that whole thing jupiter i think there's a mars too or something right so like if you look here it says Winkin' Well, Winkin' Well photos, but when you wink, you have one eye open. The one eye is like the, like the, when you when you close your two eyes, you got your one eye of your third eye open, right? That's like, that's a very occult idea. <clears throat> you know, like in the Matrix, he, you know, Neo goes blind, but then he can see like the right. matrix you know so like winking is like an expression of yeah i understand i know like the higher right. you know 
And so it's like a wink and a nod. I know the inside stuff. That's why people went right. to each other, right? Right, right. Like I have the sight, I have the inner sight to understand what's really happening. So this winking well is a little thing. And then uh, there's this balloon. Okay. So that monster is the, the dark, the black cube of Saturn is up in the sky. She's like looking at it. It's, you know, it's, it's from above. It's coming down on us. And so she's got this thing, camera. It's an amazing camera. And like this, what she's trying to look at is the blown up doll of, uh, here, let's see if I can find it. In the... So she lets this doll go loose. And it's not a doll. It's like a blow up there. So you see, he's got one eye, right? <laughs> and on his ears is the swirl. You know the swirl, oh, yeah, of, like the, the pedo swirl. Yeah. He can hear it. He can hear the pedos, <laughs> right? And then he's got his one finger. He's like, you know, and right. he's got his one eye, and it the he's got the badge is upside down star right he's got the badge <laughs> like downside you know, yeah. pentagram or whatever yeah right so but this this thing it's jupiter's claim jupiter's claim so if you know anything about astrology jupiter and saturn are opposing forces like even the name jew peter like it was it was like put into our christian like like the uh jupiter is like good luck abundance growth love all of the good things and saturn is like restriction uh control domination the opposite of jupiter right and right. in the sky Maybe a couple of years, maybe while this is being filmed, I don't know, but there was a conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. And it was mm -hmm. as if they were battling in the sky for dominance oh, of, of the, because with astrology, you know, <clears throat> people, they, they describe it as like, we are receiving energies from the heavenly bodies. Right, and right. like the way that the moon shines light down on us, it's like we are, it's also shining energy you know energy uh, right like, right yeah. so like if jupiter and saturn are in conjunction it's like they're battling for what energy is going to be produced or shining down on us so there was a conjunction and i think i i can't describe it exactly i'm sure there's a lot of astrologers in the audience that are like oh you know like want me to describe it perfectly but um basically jupiter wins in this in this scene here uh and also like the saturn uh is destroyed here we'll see watch this hopefully youtube doesn't like erase us from, no, no, from no, here i'll, I'll kind of scroll through a i'll probably bit. get a notification <laughs> right well, <laughs> right. well I, it's with it it's under it 20 matter. seconds like okay, okay. so they're facing off in the sky, Jupiter and Saturn against each other. And, like, Ju flame, right? and Jupiter is like a jovial, 
happy like the word jovial comes from jupiter like the uh, you know um and so like they're facing off in the sky and this tesseract is showing its face and uh so i know big spoilers everybody this you know this is the ending but basically um thing the thing ch- chomps on Jupiter. Yes, it like it eats. So the way that it destroys things, it consumes it completely, and uh, and then it takes it into its digestion system. And we saw that with the people getting digested earlier. But so this thing is facing off, waking Jupiter, and waking uh, Bell. And like well is another Jupiter word, like well and goodness, you know, like anyway. So there it is, and it's gonna eat him. And uh kinda takes him off that Okay. And this is like looking through the square, like it's ribbons, right. you know, it's wow. like we are yeah. the view of the evil. she's trying to capture a photograph of it and so that relates to the very first time to capture a moving animal on film was like that's the very opening scene of the man on the horse that was a feat of that that was a feat of uh technology high technology or whatever so yes they're replicating that at the end here Right. To try to there, capture this, entity. this is the first capturing the first, right. of like of a wild beast, UFO, right. and it's like, it, and it's like un, it's it's under the control of the photographer. Like, um, you know, the way that Moybridge set it up is he had a bunch of four by five, I think, cameras, bellows cameras, and he had like a line of twenty five of them, and then he would he strung a line across the ground from each one so as the horse tripped the line it would take the snapshot and so he had all these like 25 pictures in a row and then you put them together i I think it was more than 25 but basically moybridge is the one that invented uh film like you put one photograph one photograph in front of another in a series and then you run them fast and it creates moving pictures and so like so this is like a, you know, a love, you know, a, a homage, a love to note, it. right? Yeah, to to film it. Nice. So she got, and she got it on like eight by ten film, like like that's you know that's. Uh, Probably like the most unprecedented ever. No, yes, nobody yeah. has that anymore. Like, who right. does that? Right. And yeah, nobody uses color. What's the size of a Polaroid? Two by three? I don't even know. Yeah, a Polaroid. Yeah, it's probably two by three. Three, That's two, like, three by four. They, you, can, you can order Polaroids that are for four by five cameras, and you can order an eight by 10 Polaroid. They make those oh, well, where well, it, well. it like fits into the dark slide. Uh, it, like, you, uh, you put it in the camera and you pull the slide just like a regular film and it exposes the plate and um you pull it and it and it, it does like it it uh it has all the color 
and all of the uh, chemicals in the in the thing. So it's very expensive, like uh, four by five. Each one is like maybe 20 bucks, probably 50 bucks for like, I don't know, at this point, because Polaroid went out of business and now they're back in business again. And who knows what they're charging? It's like huge. But it's um, so anyway. And so like, yeah, Polaroid was a, a huge step in photography because then you didn't need to bring it to a developer. Right. Um, I mean, I'm old enough to remember you always had to get your stuff developed. Exactly. And that was like a barrier for the dark occult, like SRA people couldn't like bring their photographs of like, oh, this is when they were cutting the baby. You know, they couldn't like bring that to a regular photo developer. Like they had to have their own people or photo uh, or Polaroids. So Polaroids are huge for the dark occult, like in all their. Right, because you can keep it. You don't have to worry about it, right? Exactly. It's all done in house. So there she got the photo and. There it's, it's like in his belly and she can see. And so the, the monster is like taking it up into him and it's like trying to compress all that air. And then if you think again about occult ideas, air and air is like mind and creativity and like communication and speech and like um the forces of air are the forces of mind and in like the tarot air is like swords and swords like dissects things like helps you to understand the nature of reality like um and air you know so air is creativity and the power of mind and that is what she's utilizing thing is like being swallowed and it's being compressed and it's trying to compress this huge air and and then pop then it's over right yeah it just pops in the sky uh so she uses like the jupiter she destroys saturn with the powers of jupiter and air and it's winking so it has one eye so like these uh these are the kind of things that i see when i'm watching and everybody else like oh you know it's just a movie but if you think about the elements of it like the face is a tesseract it is winking with one eye uh you know it is made of air and the fight is happening in the sky sky, and it's like so that once i finished seeing this movie i was like (laughs) you know i was like making notes and i was like because um, it it shows our fight with the dark occult and how they they feed on us, they totally adopt, like control our technology. Um, they you know, and the only the only uh, advantage that we have is our connection to and our understanding of nature and our ability to wield the forces uh the positive forces of of the symbols of the occult and to uh to take you know to uh not allow because when when the people look up at the spectacle they're like a deer in headlights they're just uh and that's the same dissociation that the tv gives you that 9 11 gives you you know this trauma 
display spectacle, which is another thing. Um, Jordan Peele in his movies, he has Bible quotes. And uh, in this film, he takes a quote from Nahum. Yeah, Nahum 3.6, was it? Yeah. And uh, let me see if I can find it. But um, the uh, no, it basically it's. I like will a, cast abominable filth upon thee, and make thee vile, and will set thee as a gazing stock. Yes. So, like King James version. Basically, the name of the movie is Nope, and then he's saying, like, you the spectacle, I will show how filthy and evil and dirty you really are, and it's talking about. Like um, I forget Nineveh or something, what some city yeah, that is. I think it's yeah, I think it's the Assyrians, right, or something. Right, and so like they are, they are destroyed by like uh, sin, right, like yeah, Sodom Nineveh. and Gomorrah type yeah. situation. And um, this, <clears throat> like saying that is like the Lord telling the evil ones. I'm going to put you on display and show everybody what you really are, <laughs> you know? And that's like, what is, uh, that's what this is. He's like putting on display the dark right. occult and what they're really doing. They're feeding on us. And, um, and then if you, you know, it, there are like different, like there's a tool song that talks about the spectacle to, to, to burn away the spectacle and to stop believing the deceiver. And it kind of goes with the same idea of um, like, we need to wake up to the spectacle and not be enthralled by it and not, you know, uh, because this, this trauma based mind control that they give us puts us in a trance where we are just perfect slaves. So like if we're looking at the evil and we, if we aren't, prepared like chris is uh like the the main character knows uh how to deal with this not to stare it in the eyes not like uh he knows how to get around because he understands the nature of predators and if we can understand the nature of predators and psychopathy then we can keep ourselves uh safe and free uh in this new age of total domination Slavery. Right. So he's these are both warnings. Both of these films are warnings. They're made to hit like African Americans different than uh non non African Americans, but I think the message is still the same, right? Mm. The you know, first probably the majority is white people watching it, right? Probably 90%. I guess so. Um I mean they Jordan made money. Peele, both of these moody movies made money, yeah. Well he's I mean c- cinematic like the 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 uh cinematography is great and perfect on both these movies and and the way that uh jordan folds in a lot of little jokes and stuff like um there's one scene in get out where uh where uh here i don't know if you can remove i'll remove it um there's one scene in get out where he's tied down to a chair chris there i think his name is chris and that yeah and uh he's tied down to a chair and he's made to watch the television so the television is the spectacle basically and it puts him in a trance and that trance that he and he describes in his childhood he was put in a trance as a like his mom died 
like she got in a car accident and he was watching TV at the time and he was waiting for her to get home and she didn't come home and he didn't call anybody. He was just enthralled by the TV. He was just in a trance of the TV. And that right there was his biggest trauma. And so now she's the, the woman, uh, the, um, uh, you know, uh, anyway, the, the dark cult priestess woman that's putting him in the trance is, uh, um, she, she's using this dissociative state to place him into hypnosis. Like the, the idea of the cup and the dinging of the cup. That's right. Like they had that the spinning teacup was a recurrent theme. Yeah. Yes. And that, um, that's like the, like in Manchurian Candidate, when they call him on the phone and they're like, oh, the queen of hearts or whatever. And he goes, right. you know, that's the same thing. Like she implanted that trigger in him when she put him under uh, hypnosis with the, in the earlier in the movie. Right. So now she has this tool that she can use and then she puts it on the TV and it just puts him under. But the chair itself, like this is the joke, but, uh, the chair itself has these padded hand things. And so right. like he's scratching he's got this nervous scratch because he's like Ugh. and um it exposes the it like rips apart the the um the hand the anyway the armrest and he pulls cotton out he's like picking cotton oh wow <laughs> and he puts it in his ears and it's like right. and that's what saves him right yes because the history of his people is able to plug his ears so that he's not listening anymore. He knows not to listen to their hypnosis because he knows from his own history and like the domination of his people that, and it's like, and he, the picking of cotton actually saves him from this. You know, that's right. Little that's joke. like the big reveal is like he pulls cotton out of his ears. Yeah. Where did you get that from? Right. Right, because it, it takes you have to be listening to their magic words like in order to be put under. So he was that's how he faked his own uh like he faked his dissociation. He faked that he was under hypnosis and then the people came in and they treated him like he was under hypnosis and then aha, I'm awake. Yeah. And then he you know, he has consciousness. He's not under hypnosis. Um like he has the winking eye, the one eye, you know, like, um, right. There's a lot of, uh, uh, of esoteric, uh, elements in these, elements. In both of these movies. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Yes. And that's, uh, can you take a few questions? Story. Yes, please. Yeah. What's your take on the floating shoe and nope? MK Ultra asks. Um, I think that is like a bad miracle. They're like, um, you know, what, you know, what do you call a bad miracle, right? Something that should never happen, that can't really happen. But so there's that element of like the shoe in the in the moment of trauma, when the family of uh, there's a TV show being filmed, and then they have an ape chimpanzee who is who goes wild when he hears the popping of balloons. Uh, because that triggers in his mind the moment that, like, there were gunshots and he was captured in the wild, probably. Uh, but anyway, so that monkey has had trauma, and then he, like, blah, goes nuts and kills all the people. Like, 
um, really bloody, yeah. very bloody. And, and, uh, Jupe as a child witnesses this and, um, he's not looking the monkey in the eyes because he's got like this veil of the tablecloth between them. So that means that he doesn't make the monkey pissed. He's like still friends with the monkey because he's not looking him in the eyes. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, this, uh, this moment in this moment, there's a shoe that is like balancing perfectly on its heel upright. And, I think that that, I actually think that relates to false flag. If you look into Ole Damagard, mm-hmm. if you know about that dude, I he, talk, he talks about false flag and the people that perform these false flags. A lot of times they'll leave a shoe on the ground. <laughs> it's interesting. It's it's, they do it in the smiley face killings too. Like they'll be found wow. in one shoe. One shoe will be missing. So it may there be like is an indicator. Yeah. There is something to that. Yeah, I there's think. actually, yeah, no, that's a observable fact by Jim Smith. Like there's a shoe missing. It's usually telling. So it overlaps with the false flag. Like it yes. may be the same kind of dark actors doing all yes. that stuff. And the, the spectacle of television, you know, they're filming it on TV and like this violence is happening on television, on display. The American people saw it like, and then it, it, it traumatized the American people so much that they made an SNL skit about it or whatever. So, um, I think Sean, we are, we're at the 60 minute mark. I mean, is there anything you'd like to add or how should we wrap this up? Uh, I think I got the main idea. Uh, there's lots of little things, but the main idea of the, the dark occult feeding on us as predators and Jordan Peele telling them, Nope, we're going to fight you back. And you know what? We're going to win. You know, I think it's a very positive film, a very positive. Nope. Uh, humanity destroys the evil, <laughs> you know, um, and the same thing with Get Out. The the unbroken spirit of Chris uh, wins, you know, and the the in Get Out had an alternate ending, which they were going to it was going to be at the end, like after he kills everybody and like, the, you know. He's laying in the street. <clears throat> then a cop car pulls up. And in the alternate version, it is our cop car. It's a real cop car. And the cops put him in cuffs and take him to jail. <laughs> and that is like a depiction of the reality of what we're, li- <clears throat> what we're living in. Like, really, the cops are controlled by the dark occult. Like, they won't save you. Um, but, in you know, he kind of twisted it. And it was during the whole George Floyd thing that it was being filmed and he thought that that was just too negative and he wanted to make it a positive ending so like uh in the in the end it was his friend that came in an nsa car so there was that scare of oh no the cops are because all all uh african americans know that the cops are not on their side you know that's common knowledge by now so like um so that at least they gave but that um basically the the entire system of the democrats and the whole like the voting thing it's all run by these nazis that are psychopaths that are intergenerational killers um and then you know the this monster in get out or in, in nope is just a another view of the same phenomenon 
right. this where, kind of parasite capitalist class feeding off the energy of people. It's totally. the same theme, right? Of get out and else, somewhat yes. similar. Yeah. Yes. The whole feeding thing and be get out, get away from them. Right. You know, no, but I don't want any part of it. So Peel is trying to warn maybe his own people or all people, right? I think it plays for both. I think so. Yeah, yeah all does, people. So. Like it's yeah. and you know, like the the way that the domination of the mind control took over the house slaves. And like when that, that woman she was telling him, Oh no, 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 no. And she's like crying. Because inside her consciousness is screaming, rah, but she's totally under control by the, 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 the domination of that mind control, of the tesseract that represents the mind control that, that is fully on their consciousness, keeps them enslaved in their heads. Right. And that's, you know, it's much worse to be a house slave, in my opinion. You know? Yeah, but then maybe, that may be the highest form of slavery, right, is the yeah. slavery of the mind. You yes. tell people this is God's will, and you're part of the uh, line of Shem, and you're supposed to be a slave, just like the Bible says. Right. And you're inferior. And Darwin's right. Yeah. I mean, these are these are all my <laughs> yeah. things. Like yeah. I don't believe in Darwin at all. <laughs> no, that was a, that was that was constructed to give us the idea that we need yeah. that we it is accepted that oh yes I am lower lower than less than and yes they should be my ruler you know that's right yeah more, no there's no question there's no i don't think it's anything uh, uh out of like some kind of chance that darwin grew uh, came out right at the very apex of the british empire because right. it justified all of their actions right. like they had the science right. darwin and found he, the science baby we don't have to follow god we're just right. following the law well of, he was uh, you know body or whatever he was the Kinsey of their day. Yeah, yeah. Really you know, they created him. They built him up. They were like, this is what you should say. Go out there and do that. You know, and he changed the whole paradigm, you know, yeah, like yeah. just like Kinsey did. They built him up. They were like, oh, here you go. And then they created a whole new reality of science with this yeah, one character. Yeah. So true. There's Those parallels really do exist between Darwin and Kinsey. Most <laughs> people wouldn't make those same parallels. John, I got to run. Where was the best place to find Wake the Dead and reach out to you, contact you, and tell, let people know what you've been working on and what you're working on in the future? Great. Um, well, you can find Wake the Dead at onegreatworknetwork.com slash Sean hyphen McCann. And you can also find Wake the Dead anywhere, the podcasts. Uh, you'll find it. The title of my show is Wake the Dead. And I'm also, I also post on Odyssey, BitChute, and Rumble. And um, and on that main page that I told the One Great Work Network, there is a donation button. Uh, please, if you if you can and if you choose to, uh, any any little bit helps. I'm, I work too much and I need more time at home thinking about this stuff with my family. Um, and I also I sell T-shirts. I have a T-shirt store. Uh, it's currently not working. It's like it's broken, and I need to make a new. I need to make a new t-shirt store so <laughs> forget that sorry it's about that. on it's on the horizon yes it's it's coming it's coming t-shirts and or hats yeah i yeah i make a like i i have anarchist designs and fine art photography uh, and it's sean mccann of wake the dead podcast and today we talked about jordan peele's get out and nope so thanks so much for your time you're very welcome all right let's do that let's do that